Hey, man. How's it going? That cool stuff we're talking about off air that the audience has no idea what that topic was. Yeah. What? Coming in. It was really, really deep and insightful, wasn't it? Like, Mm -hmm. it was. (laughs) It could have solved all the world's issues, Mm -hmm. but we're going to be selfish and keep it. And then monetize (laughs) it later on Twitch. Okay. I'm a good capitalist. I like it. Mm-hmm. Outside, until I'm the monetizing. Slice of the pie. <laughs> you pretty much just uh, laid out the plot of Tribute, the Tenacious D song. <laughs> 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 until the monetization part. Then it kind of became its own thing, so kudos. Do you think there's anything that either you or I could beat the devil at to redeem our souls? <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> uh, especially as, I think, a pair, because you and I are, I think, not necessarily aligned in our strengths either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sure. I think even on my own, I am somebody who can be really strong at many things, but am I ever the best? No. What about, like, a completely random chance board game, like the yeah. Game of Trouble, or like Candyland or some shit, like where you've got mm. maybe a chance if the rules are followed. Like you could still lose, but mm. it's not like a drum solo battle with the yeah. devil or like a song write off, you know? Yeah. Or like arm wrestling. In case you lose the arm wrestling to the devil, <laughs> Stephen Michael might win. Uh, he might. He might. Uh, that arm is... I don't know. How do you have describe you a seen... muscly arm? Round? I don't know. <laughs> how do you, Ryan, describe a muscly arm in the least homosexual way? <laughs> Please, tell me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with round. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Round? Okay. I'd say... Uh, Stout? Stout, okay. He's got a stout arm. Stout's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think yeah. stout kind of says something without attributing any kind of sexualization of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody... Right, stout's ever been used sexually. Yeah. Sexualize the hell out of Stephen Michael's arm now. <laughs> it's very big and veiny. Really? Oh. This is. I see where this joke is going, and I just don't have it in me to continue it. Mm. Audience, in case you can't tell, this is a potpourri episode. Uh, what has become a staple of the Experience Grind experience. Mm-hmm. We get a little inebriated and ramble for a while, usually about certain topics. The, the thing is, I have no topics for today. I did have a lot. And as always, I don't know if you suffer from this problem, Ryan, as a fellow creative, as I do, where you think of this awesome idea and you're like, fuck yeah, man, that's going to be great. I don't need to write that down. And then two hours later, you're like, shit, pancakes was in what was I think? Why am I only thinking of pancakes? And then I don't know. I have so many ideas that I don't think to write down. Usually they hit me when I'm drunk. Uh, driving my car oh, or yeah. things where like I can't easily write down or uh, I don't know do you get woken up by your ideas sometimes and you're like oh I don't need to write that down 
I have never been woken up by an idea, but I agree with you and feel very, very, um, very, very, I lost where I was going because I got distracted by my levels. Um, I, I relate to everything else 100% outside of waking up. I've never you woken know, up to an idea. A lot of times, here's the thing. Every time I wake up, it's because I think of a funny stand-up bit. Mm-hmm. That I do write down. I write down a lot of stand-up bits, and then I read them later, and I'm like, man, this is not funny. This was never a thing. What am I doing here? And I throw <laughs> them away. Uh, it's, self, yeah. it's self-defeating. Yeah, there's not much you can Excuse do me. about it when you're in the car. Uh, that's that's real troublesome unless you have like some kind of Alexa or Google app where you can talk to it and get it to record for you. I, I don't know. Um, but like, I have I have a... I have a notebook just around for ideas that I just write whenever. If I have an Can idea for it, start... for anything, just that right there. And it doesn't, it's not attributed to anything, no subject. It's not anything. It's just idea book. Can I, can I just start calling you and having you dictate my ideas down for me? Or I dictate them to you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just text me your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> It will be good. And then I'll keep track of all of them. <laughs> it's like when uh, I was like, hey, man, how about if we have this Google document thing for people to submit YouTube videos? And you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then an hour passed and I was like, yes, and you know how to do that Google document thing because I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> and you saved me. It was very generous of you. Well, uh, it was no real big deal for me, to be honest. I. Because, again, I am the anal retentive type. I have every. I have Google Documents for everything, for all kinds of notes and yeah, ideas I, and thoughts. And yeah. I found that out. I went to uh, to look for the one that you made, and Ooh. I saw, like, six other Google Documents you have of, like, you have an intense ranking system going on that you're still adding to that I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it was good. I was like, all right. I browsed that for a while. Uh, being in IT and design and art, I don't, I don't know. I've definitely gravitated towards the big data idea. And I just feel like the more data you have for anything, the better whatever you're going to do with it, it could possibly be. So I like to... What are you... I'm like a data hoarder. Mm -hmm. Um, which is great because I don't affect people with my shit, but... Yeah, uh, like companies that collect your data and sell it. Oh, um, and then you get personalized advertisement, like what happens instantly on Facebook if you mention mountain shoes or hiking boots, and then instantly, like Facebook is like, "Hey, man, uh, check." No reason at all, but you want to look at these hiking boots? Maybe I don't know. And you're like, Facebook, <laughs> what's going uh, on? I, I, yeah, but yet, yeah, I'm still here. You know, I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> no. And this is going to be very um, not popular. I honestly, I think it's it's interesting. It's an interesting topic, and I think it's a philosophical one. I think practically there are so many problems that it needs to be like heavily, I think, reviewed and analyzed before being put into any practice, and it's already in practice, and that's kind of problematic. But philosophically thinking about big data and what it does, I'm all for it. 
because nothing has ever hurt from getting more data on a problem. Any scientist will tell you if you have a sample pool of 10 versus a sample pool of millions, you're going to get a much clearer picture and better results from the larger sample pool. And that's what big data essentially is. So I can kind of understand it. However, it's really being shadily used when it's done to market and manipulate people. And that's an issue. But like big data for science and health and, and that kind of stuff, I think is really, I, I think that's a great way to go if it can be done ethically. And that's going to be the question is if it can be done ethically. I, well, here, here, let me, let's talk about some ethical stuff a bit. I like where this is going. There's a Michael Crichton. Crichton? Crichton? I've always just, Crichton? I've never pronounced the C. I just say Crichton. Crichton. Michael Crichton. That's all. Michael Criterion Collection <laughs> wrote a book uh, about this very subject that was based on a real life thing. So, all right, you're talking data and human data and selling data. Let's say you, Ryan, donate plasma, mm -hmm. right? And then, like, let's say you have this rare genome benefit that is, like, super beneficial to uh, not a drug per se, but, like, it helps insert other drugs into mm -hmm. people's system more easily. Whatever. Something like that. Basically, like, you're a special, unique individual with this unique property. But some other company realizes this about the sample you provided, takes that, maps your genome, and reproduces it and makes billions of dollars on your genetic code. Hmm. Are you entitled to any of that money? Ooh. Or is everything that they did there completely ethical and a benefit to society? That is super interesting. Um, huh. It's all about like the autonomy of the body. Like how yeah. much is your body? All right, so you donated that plasma. You gave part of it. You still have some plasma. Or any, you're not you like went to hurting. the hospital for a car wreck, something like. But your it's, data. All right, so here you go. Here you go. Here's my. I'm gonna put this to a parallel. I did. I I don't think that person is entitled to any money based on current legal standards and how things have been done, because I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Uh, that comic was sold to the the cartoon companies and then they did what they wanted to do with it they took it away from the vision of the the people but they had already sold the rights made tons of money and then these people came back later and said they were entitled to more of the money that they got and they didn't get it and i think that's kind of fair you gave that plasma away what happens then you sign these you sign these waivers to do what it does I, I think the ethical you've already, and that's just I guess that's just legally should you be uh, compensated for it. I don't think that, but I think you're already breaking ethical boundaries by giving them to an outside company or an outside company getting them. I, I don't know what's the what's the method you said that this other company got. It could be the, like. Anything, it could be like donated plasma. It's similar to like the way that your data is sold online now. Like basically mm. if you click anywhere, somebody is recording that click huh. and selling it to somebody else. It could be Ooh. like where, where, where's the line? That's interesting. And in like my body's autonomy, like 
Horror. Could some company come in and steal all my genetic code and market that and put a patent on it, and then I don't even own the rights to my genetic code? Could they sue me hmm. because of the way that I am made up, but they own some legal right to my genetic markup? There's weird ethical shit going on that, like, well, I don't know, man. Here, all right, here's the contra- our, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna step in shit, I'm sure, but fuck it, full speed ahead. <laughs> um, I think, I think what's really going to kind of lead a lot of these opinions going forward on this stuff is going to be religious affiliation and your idea of the soul. Because as somebody, I don't know, um, I don't think, I don't know, I don't know if that, I wouldn't say it's a soul. Like, is there something that gives us a spark that separates us from animals? Yes. But is it a soul? No. It, are we just, are we just a higher, I don't know. If we're just, mm, if we're just higher evolved cattle or whatever, we're not evolved from cattle, but like, and, and we're doing these things to monkeys and whatever, I don't know, then fuck it. Your genome's not special because nothing else is special and we're not really that different from animals because i don't i again i don't believe there's a soul but this is a religious thing and some people do and then they're gonna feel very strongly the other way to which i get that and i i understand that i just don't happen to feel that way wow i think i maybe didn't step in shit who knows have you are you familiar with the stoned ape theory um, no, I've not heard of the stone date theory. There's the theory, that's the theory that humanity evolved from a primate millions and hundreds of millions of years ago that uh, ate psychotropic mushrooms and started to develop a form of consciousness from that. Hmm. That's the stone date theory of where humanity came from and why we have the consciousness of self wow one (laughs) i'm really fascinated by this idea and i don't immediately say bullshit which is interesting which makes me very interested in it um who where did this come from is there somebody who uh famously backed this (laughs) is is this pretty prevalent or is this just like Flat earthers, there's like, like a small people who believe this. I don't know if it's flat earthers. It <laughs> might be. I'm familiar with it from uh, a Bill Hicks stand-up bit, and uh, there's a Mudvayne song about it that is sampling somebody giving a speech about it. Huh. Uh, Mudvayne was a, a, a semi-shitty metal band from the early 2000s, uh, but they had a song called Internal Primates Forever about stone ape theory so it's out there in some degree it could be hmm. ancient aliens bullshit yeah that might be better than flat earthers maybe ancient aliens more so yeah <laughs> um that said i kind of like it i like that idea it makes it makes somewhat sense i'm not like delving deep into like yeah. conf- like no man this is how humanity exists like <laughs> i feel I like know, that's just- the the part one uh, proposal from a scientist, and then the part two is like, thus, I suggest we all smoke copious amounts of marijuana, because obviously we will keep evolving. And it's just this guy who's really obsessed with, like, marijuana. Pot? Yeah, he's yeah. just he's just a stoner. I, I can say, like, as a primate, 
who has done psychotropic mushrooms at a point, I could see the possibility of that theory. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, That's it's as interesting. far as I can get, It's though. very interesting. Uh, but, I don't know where to go Wait, all right, well, I got something wait. here. All right, so if we're going off the psychotropics, then... All right, so if there's the stoned ape theory that uh, monkey ate psychotropic mushroom and then evolved off into us, then conversely, uh, religions have been born from psychotropics, uh, which Joe Rogan talks about all the time with, like, the, the Hindus and then, like, their worship of cows and, and all that came from them getting the manure mushrooms and eating them way back when really? and seeing God and visions and and that's how like they treat like the the cow so sacredly and spiritually is because their ancestors like use them to forge mushrooms and then it's been passed down and whether they eat from the mushrooms now they I'm sure they don't but like because that was in their culture way back when that's why like they have this uh significance tied to it um so here's the thing you can see anything you want to i guess is what i'm saying and uh it's like sure so somebody who wants to i don't know i it's interesting it's interesting there's here's the thing no definitive answer are we descended from (laughs) mushroom eating monkeys or uh a pale white dude that (laughs) <laughs> Drink some black goo in Antarctica. You tell me. Oh. Oh, that movie. <laughs> oh, that movie. <laughs> Ryan, you said you said you thought you had a topic. Mm, mm-hmm. Do you still, or did we I, diverge around into it? No, we we did not, uh, surprisingly. Mine, mine was going to be much more mellow on pretty much all fronts. Oh, good. Let's well, actually, mellow down. No, that's not true. It can get ramped up if it wants. Um I'm going to be talking about <laughs> sex, drugs, and violence. <laughs> um, okay. Specifically, I saw an interesting YouTube video essay the other day on um, uh, the, 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 I guess the essayist was postulating why the R rating might be overrated and why it literally means nothing anymore. Um, and what he was saying was essentially that um, there's this kind of fit, level of pomp and circumstance that's automatically garnered for our, in our rating. Um, if you look back at a lot of um, award-winning movies, there are ratings. Um, as soon as... Uh, there's a lot of points, and I'm going to do a real piss-poor job. So if you want to have this like explained much, much, much more better, uh, please go look up that video. I think it's like, what is the R-rated overrated or something like that r rating overrated um you'll find it but essentially like hbo is prestige television and why was it prestige television because they could get away with saying the f word because they could get away with tits they could get away with sex they could get away with drugs a lot of uh very adult themes that you couldn't get away with on cable and cable had strict limitations as in like the pg-13 system but like HBO is prestige and it's garnered like automatic like importance and like uh, prestige to it. Um, there was also uh, he points out like the backlash before Dunkirk came out, but when it was announced that it was going to be coming out in July, not towards the end of the the year in award season, and that was a PG thirteen war movie, 
and not an R-rated war movie like Saving Private Ryan or um, of, We Were Soldiers, like any of those movies. Like they're all almost all, all R-rated. All war movies are like super, super violent, super bloody. And Dunkirk was PG-13 and a lot of people were claiming, oh, this movie's going to be watered down. Like his vision's going to be tampered. It's all just about it getting like that summer blockbuster audience. This isn't going to be like a good movie. Obviously, it's not important enough if it's a PG-13 and there was a lot of blowback, all because of the rating. And, and of course, some of it was influenced by the the July positioning of it, too. But a lot of it was that blowback on the PG-13 rating. So he was postulating that an R rating carries kind of, a, I think, a lot of, I don't know, uh, maybe an idea or maybe maybe not necessarily the R rating. But if something comes out as PG-13, it might be considered lesser than. So we all, when we think of like really smart, edgy uh, comic movies nowadays, we go to Deadpool because it was R-rated and it was able to say fucks and do things that the other ones couldn't. But it's not necessarily more adult. It was just being able to do other things. Uh, I think one of the most edgy brilliant things they did was in a PG-13 movie in X-Men First Class when uh, they went to go find Wolverine and they walk up getting ready to do the spiel and he just says, fuck off. Brilliant. All you need, one and done, and it like perfectly conveys the character. All you need. But then Logan comes out and it's rated R and it's like, oh, finally, this is the Wolverine that we've always wanted that we've never seen, even though I don't necessarily feel that's true. Uh, it's just a different flavor. And I think the ultimate point of that guy's thing and kind of what I agree with is it doesn't matter what it is. If it's PG-13 or R rating, have it fit. Um, You don't necessarily need violence and everything. Uh, Some movies you do. Again, Dunkirk, I think, worked perfectly without any of the gruesome violent stuff that you saw in Saving Private Ryan. And conversely, Saving Private Ryan, that opening D-Day scene worked because it was so violent and and showed what it needed to be to get the point across of like the dangerous dangerous fucking mission they were on so it kind of all makes sense but i i think it is interesting pointing out i think there is this preconceived notion our ratings uh the more pretentious adult film compared to pg-13 usually and i wonder i guess what do you think about that do you think that's true I want to give counterpoint, please, as if please we are do. in a debate. <laughs> uh, let me put on my generic cisgender straight white male cap and play devil's advocate here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I see the benefit and I see the argument, but at the end of the day, I think it comes down to artistic vision and what the director wants to present. I think with Dunkirk as the example. Had Christopher Nolan wanted to make it a hard R film, he very easily could have. Mm-hmm. But he knew the story he wanted to tell, and it wasn't on the violence. And in that regard, it makes the acts of shocking violence, like the death of that kid, yeah. really fucking ring home even more. Because we're not overshadowed by all this violent limb-blowing-off shit like in the opening of Saving Private Ryan. Where like we peak fucking early, and the rest of it is just sort of like this almost similar PTSD not to overshadow mm-hmm. PTSD but that's sort of more like character the... beats like you get all of the yeah. violence at the at the start of that movie really there's there's little beats throughout There's but it never matches throughout. that opening 
But at the same time, like sitting here thinking and listening to you talk, and I know that like you and I diverge towards the end of it, but at the same time, I don't think I would ever in my life want to see a PG-13 Quentin Tarantino movie. <sighs> hmm. I think I the agree. man uses I agree. the violence and the words like to such a credit of his visual yeah. and audio storytelling. Same with like a Kevin Smith. I don't really yeah. want to see a Kevin Smith PG-13. In fairness, I don't really uh, want to see a Kevin like... Smith R anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree, yeah. I, I really get it. You mentioned the, the X-Men first class usage of Wolverine, but like the reason and the only reason that you're allowed to get away with that is because technically in a PG-13 you can say fuck one time. And so... that's where like you get these weird marital like you get them weird but i would argue sometimes they ring more true than a fuck in like wolf of wall yeah. street where it's just fuck it is makes, the atmosphere of that impact. movie yeah and that's but, it that's, that's just that's saying. all i'm saying is we should that's exactly what i'm saying i think you're you're counterpointing me but we agree yes we, no no we agree, totally agree about art yeah. artistic merit and vision or not merit artistic vision comes first and i don't think artists should be pressured one way or the other i'm just i sure. i'm just stating i think for a lot of film goers and people who see movies i think in their brain there's a connotation that r means adult rated adult entertainment and better than pg-13 that's that's my point that's it i agree i don't want to see a pg-13 tarantino uh conversely i don't want to see like an r-rated brad bird movie well maybe i do yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't it know. seemed like it might be weird, but... One of the better, uh... What's-his-face, Mr. Pretentious, that we both love, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, Wes Anderson, yeah. He can do it all. Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest is R, is it not? Uh, if it's sure. R, it's... Yeah, oh, it's, it's the most violent now. one. It's weirdly violent at times, yeah. If it's, but that's what I'm saying. Like Wes Anderson can kind of go everywhere, yeah. and it still works. Yeah, he did. He did G with Fantastic Mr. Yeah, Fox, Grand and that Budapest was perfect. Absolutely rated R. Was it okay? He can do G, PG, PG thirteen R. He's done them all, and he's done them all well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's fine. And that's what, yeah, that's gets what I'm saying. I, it serves the story. I get what you're saying too. That's like, it. That's it. Don't. And I agree with you there too. Like, don't force a hard R just to make. Oh, like, oh, we've got yep. the hard art. Because that's also, at least to me, that's super cringy. That seems the like the vein, Hellboy like, that came out last year did that. Yep, they they yep. they didn't know what to do, so they ramped up the R rating and really wrote that. And then it didn't turn out for them. Nope, because it was pandering and everybody fucking recognized the pandering. And yep. people don't like to be pandered to. Yep. Despite what they may admit. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You say people don't like to be pandered to, but then uh, let the people watch. Uh, <laughs> let the people watch Midsummer, or or one of these like really sure. heady movies, and they'll be like, okay, you can pander us to. You can pander. We'll take pandering. Make them watch The Witch. They don't talk like me. Oh. I can do bad. Yep. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> the Witch is a very good example. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That and it wasn't scary. What it was boring. It was scary, not boring. All they did was talk, and it was dark. There was not even really like any scary part. Nothing jumped out or said boo. You and I are both really good at impersonating incredibly stupid talking people. 
It's uh It's like we've had interactions with them <laughs> many times. Uh quite a bit. <laughs> uh especially about movies. I can talk about stupid people and their stupid movie tastes all day. Speaking of uh stupid people and their stupid movie tastes, hey buddy. Hey. What's this new thing you've been doing on Twitch? Oh well, yeah, honestly it has nothing to do with stupid people or stupid movie taste. It's the complete opposite <laughs> in both regards. Uh I have been doing a pop culture I alright, <clears throat> I call it uh our weekly irreverent pop culture trivia game show, uh Champer Chump, mm-hmm. where we take three contestants and give them five rounds of questions, and it's been a lot of fun. We've uh we just finished up our third game. This week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's just been getting better and better game-wise, though there were some slight technical issues last time with uh, the sound. Yeah. But otherwise, I thought it was, like, the best match game yet. Uh, really just... I think it's just going to get better and better, and I think it's going to get better as we keep going. People seem to dig it, and I, I'm getting people who want to play, which is fascinating to me. <laughs> Not Have used to that. Have you had... As, as my, as if people don't know, I wear an EP hat on this show. I kind of executive produce, he does. if you will. This is why Kyle wanted to talk f- about the show. So he could talk about how yes. he ventured into the EP <laughs> territory. <laughs> <laughs> Have you given any thought to like uh, a more robust or elaborate set decoration? I have thought about it. Um, I don't know if the way to go is a cheap green screen and then like put a lot of time into designing like an image for the background or actually making something. And then the making something seems like it has to be permanent if it's going to look good because then I don't want it to be like just a bunch of paper construction shit like that looks like a Mm -hmm. third grader made it Uh, because that's not what I'm about. (laughs) That's not what yeah, I'm about. Yeah, I mean, you want it to have some look. I had the thought of, like, working with sound engineer Andrew and maybe making, like, a lighted archway that you could stand in front of that, like, mm. it would have, like, the lights just sort of flashed. It wouldn't be much, but you could wheel it out, plug it in, and it would just add a little visual flair that you could stand in front of. I would very much be down for that. <laughs> okay. I did all, I, I had, of course, thought about the green screen effect, too. Like, you could string, like, a clothesline through mm-hmm. your living room. But then I was like, that's so much... And that's more permanent, too? Like, Yeah. Ah. Yeah, we tried to hang hang a sheet up uh, maybe a little bit too close to the stream the first night. And then it was getting to the point yeah. where, like, we can't fucking do this right now. There's not enough time. And I was just getting panicky because there was other stuff to do. And I was like, just shut it down, shut it down. Um... But, like, to do it, it would have been a nightmare anyway. Like, we were thinking about, like, reaching that cord out into the kitchen to, to wire it. Because we have that huge fucking hole in between our living room and oh, kitchen. Yeah. So there was, like, no good anchor point either. And it was just like, ah, this is this is not going to be it. If anything, I was thinking about doing maybe a PVC frame that could hold, sure. stand up on its own. I think, I think sound engineer Andy did that, too. He, like, made a frame to hold the green screen so it wasn't I permanent a, uh, I bought like a thing that you could put in your bedroom to hang clothes on and then I, I kind of that's how I did green screen for a little bit mm-hmm. um, I've opted to not use it either I think personally like a living set would be cooler than a green screen it would just give it a little yeah. more life and authenticity uh, it, it would again just be something that you would have to 
move. I mean, this this room is pretty... I don't know. I feel like I could switch a few things up in here and make something pretty easily. But the issue yeah. is I... Ah, it's like it's usually out in the living room because that's where the big fucking computer is, and I need the two computers to go. It and makes it's just, sense. Wah. Yeah. So there's just yeah some logistical things I have to think through. I would like to ultimately yeah step up the production of it, but right now I gotta it tell is you, right now <laughs> it is still crushing it. And if you would like to be on it, you could reach out to us on our Facebook. Or send us an email at experiencegrindpodcast at gmail.com. Ryan is taking all comers. We're actually so pre-booked. You're booked out to like mid-August already, right? Yeah. And then potentially after that, because mid-August would be about when I wrap up the ninth game, which then gives me perfect championship tiers, because then I can do three champ games. Or, sorry, yeah. Yeah, three champ games. And then... Uh, champion finale, then three chump games, and then a chump finale, and then three middling ones, and then middling finale. What are we gonna call the middles? I was middling is the best I've got. The middlings. What about the chimps? Mm. I, it, I see what you're doing. No, I'm not crazy about the chimps. <laughs> I know it doesn't work super well. Uh, you could also go with the chirps. Or I see. Chaps. <laughs> Chaps works because they're not good enough to be the chump and get the M. Or they're not bad enough, but they're also not good enough to be the champ and get the M. So they could just be Chaps. Completely mediocre. <laughs> mm. It kind of works. I feel like we might need to think on it still. <laughs> we will. We'll I'm not 100% sold on it. <laughs> Uh, whatever. If you can come up with a good idea for a, a middle name, let us know because we're we're working on what it. What about <laughs> the cunts? I think that might play in the UK. Uh, maybe not over here. <laughs> Do we have any? But we are trying to emulate Taskmaster <laughs> to a degree, and the big great big dumb quiz show by having an extremely American host and an extremely American uh-huh. guest. Yep. With very American sensibilities. But we say cunt. <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing That's... that changes. Okay, I like it. Well, we also drink pints. We drink pints. That's, we, we do drink like the, they do. This is true. This is true. It's our biggest our biggest quality. But no. <laughs> I, I love Champer Chump. I, am, I feel proud because uh, I have the distinguished honor. I won the very first episode. Yeah. Yeah, so. I will put an asterisk there and say <laughs> there have been things tweaked since. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, man. Both Micah and Brian wanted to re-challenge me, and I was like, nah, dude, I already beat you guys. I'm not doing that. Winners don't re-challenge. Winners yeah. win, which I did. Yeah. I was even thinking about maybe just saying, like, because that one was kind of wonky in what we were doing, just being like, all right, Kyle, you're champ. And then Mike and Brian, you're going on to fight somebody else and just... I would like you should one. do that. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool because I think they both want another shot. I think you should absolutely do that. Put them in with somebody. Yeah. I might put them in in different games so they're not with each other again. But yeah. I might do that. Uh, I say put you them say put them together. together. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Well, I know one person's looking for uh, an extra two to fill out, so I think you're gonna. I, I think I've got who he's. I got. I got it. All right, done. Okay, I've got that game. So, uh, you know, we're. I have taken to calling the. For some reason, we didn't think of this till the second half of the year. But I've taken. We're calling this the year of Twitch, or at least I am. I don't know if you're fully on board, but. I mean, I support you I no matter to. what, man. Ride or die. Well, number one, <laughs> even though I'm calling it that, your Twitch show is like, it's our biggest hit right now. Everybody loves Chamber Chump. But I've also brought back uh, a little show we have called TRL. I have mm. taken over full reins of TRL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying that quite a lot. I had a lot of fun last time we did that. I think I did almost four hours of TRL last week. Wow. I know. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, TRL is similar in no regards at all to Champer Chump. It's just me and people send me YouTube videos, except that uh, I also give out prizes, which you do on Champer Chump as well now. Apparently, mm-hmm. people just give me stuff to give away on the show. So if you got something you want to give away, hit me <laughs> up and uh, we'll give it away on, uh, on TRL. So... It's really easy. All you got to do is give me a YouTube video. You don't even have to subscribe to us or anything. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That might change in the future, but for now, send us whatever. I thought it was a really good time uh, the other night. Some really good videos, some really odd ones. Uh, I think we all know who put the worst one in there, and he knows he did too. Yeah, it was very, very bad. I'm not gonna. Like I'm not gonna say like, I, because we all know. <laughs> Yes, of course we do. He always sends them. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course. I know. I love it too. Please keep sending them, you who we know who you are. Please do. Uh, I like that I was complaining about another video later on. And I think it was Shander that was like, well, I think if we got through that video, we can get through anything. And I was like, you're right. You're right. Because, mm-hmm. uh, man, did you have a favorite video? Oh, I probably did. Um... But I can't remember them all right now. I really, I will say I was the most surprised by the Slipknot um, Justin Bieber one. Drummer dude? No. Oh, that one was also really good. That yeah. one really surprised me. That I one. I also really liked it. I don't like that song generally by Slipknot. I don't I like, like a lot of Slipknot. But either I don't of like those Psychosocial. songs. Yeah. Or really the True. bands. Either. I get that. I like a lot of Slipknot stuff. Um, for the, like... I mean, I'm not a huge Slipknot mm-hmm. fan as a whole. I think they're kind of cringy, but they're also kind of cool. They got some really good musical talent in there. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. I do really like some of their albums. I don't know where I'm going with this. I mean, it's I'm fine. I'm defending Slipknot. I know Duality, and I've heard a few of their That's other... A good song. I like Duality. Uh, the other songs I've heard, like Psychosocial and the other big hits, I've not. And I can't even really name them now. I'm not a Slipknot fan. I really, I like the first three Slipknot records a whole lot. Um, and everybody else kind of thinks that they go one, three, two. I personally think it's one, two, three. I think the third album is like a fucking perfect album almost. I love that one. But you'll hear it sometime soon because I'm sure I'll share it in a special private group that nobody else can know about. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I look forward to it, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. It'll be a long time coming. I've got so much other stuff to share first. Yeah, that's always the issue. You're like, I've got so many to choose from. Here's one. And I know, man. It's, 
Oh, okay. I hope I carry it. I also, I try to, I try to share things that uh, I'm, I'm hoping that nobody in the group has listened to before. I try to break some sort of boundary mm-hmm. at least two. So, which yeah. is uh, you've done pretty. You went super old school. You went the oldest last time. With fucking ELO. Well, yeah. Honestly, I'll, I'll say I looked at the list of what has come before when I joined, and there's a lot of samey there. There's a few, like, kind of... A few outliers uh, in that list for sure, but there's a lot of samey. So I was like, well, I like a lot of other weird shit, so I'm going to put that down <laughs> and do some cool, of the yeah. stuff that people necessarily maybe haven't heard of and maybe will not really like but i'm gonna do it anyway that's the risk man yeah it's great there's no judging well there might be some later i've not put some of my weird shit down yet yeah there might be some judging (laughs) before uh you and michael joined up it was uh funny because i shared uh the newest poppy record in there casey fucking hated it but then he actually listened to it, and he, he wrote, he's like, God damn it, dude, why do I fucking like this? And I'm like, I told you, dude! There's good shit in that. So, it, it's breaking boundaries. It's pushing pushing people out of comfort zones. ELO definitely did that. I'm familiar <laughs> with ELO, but I haven't listened to a lot. It was good, too. Yeah. Uh, ELO I think it's always good one. to get pushed out of that. Really, for real, the only record I have... No... Casey shared there's one metal band that he really is into that I just cannot fucking dig he shared them once and I didn't like that mm. and I did not like the Era Vulgaris record man I fucking hate that record yeah I, it's a it, it, here's the thing I get it I get it because Era Vulgaris is the one Queens of the Stone Age album that took me quite a while to get into um, really? Yeah, when it came out, I really remember enjoying the video for Sick, 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 but not loving the song. And I really loved Threes and Sevens and Make It With You, the the other two singles. But the rest of the album, I had a very hard time getting into. Um, but it kind of wore on me after a while. But it is, I think, an intentionally ugly sounding album. It is... I, it's... I will say easily their least refined musically when it comes to arrangements and stuff. It is For sure. very sloppy and messy and just kind of angry and just, and just ugh. It's it's weird to and me it's I very get basic. It. Yeah, that's it's super basic. That's also another thing, which is you're again you're not wrong here because the Queens of the Stone Age and why I love Queens of the Stone Age is because they are that stoner rock. They are about repetitive chords and verses. And when it's hitting and when it sounds great and when it's good, you want to hear that stuff. But if it's this really dissonant sound going over and over again, I completely understand why that takes you out. And then you're just, all that you can see then is the repetition and the basicness. And I get it. I get it. It's one, I don't I agree think, with you, but I get it. I completely get your side. And I, I think the biggest argument is the one that, has been our champion battle cry in this show since the start is that at the end of the day, not everybody likes everything, man. That's true. As I said, everybody in that group that we talk music with, like I respect infinitely about their musical choices, and I hope that they feel the same with me. Like, mm-hmm. 
And it's it's cool that like everybody else in the fucking group loved that record, but I just didn't. That's just different yeah. strokes, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're just brave enough to say something. <laughs> if there's a week where I'm quiet, it's because I'm like, eh, I don't really want to say anything negative. I didn't really feel this. I don't need to get into it. See, but I don't, I don't think it's negative. It's just like, and I, as you said, I made very good points to why I, I was like, this is stupid. I fucking hate it. Uh, like, I mean, there's reasons why I don't like it and why they don't work. And even weirder enough, I admit that there are other records that have similar things mm-hmm. that I do agree with, like yep. that repetitiveness. I don't know why. It's just it didn't work for me on that one. And yeah, I get it. It's I did I say this? I think I said this maybe in the group. I think it's maybe my least favorite Queens of the Stone Age album, but I still I think really you said really it was like one it. Of your least. I don't know if you went as so far as to say, say the least. The worst, but I think as I think yeah. on it, it might be my least favorite. It's either that or Lullabies to Paralyze, but I I don't know. I really kind of like some of the songs in that one too. So mm. I don't know, buddy. It's between those. You know two. what? What I'm impressed with as an opening uh, potpourri episode. We've uh, we stretched this out pretty good. Oh yeah, we had some good topics, man. For not having topics, we had good topics. <laughs> I know that's uh, that's improv, baby. <laughs> Have you ever I... be like, I hated that you talked about nothing for forty minutes. It was boring. There were no jump scares. Why were there no noises? Uh, this is not what I expected. You subverted my expectations. Yeah, we're the Ryan Johnson of fucking <laughs> podcast people deal with it this movie was black and white i can assure you it was in color no it was black and white okay man there's this fucking joke that uh i've been watching a lot of raising hope again because it's on hulu now are you familiar with raising hope i am familiar with it yes i i I, I didn't see too much of it but i'm familiar with it it's really good but at one point they're talking about uh, they're they're bored and wondering what to do and they're like well should we try to get through the wizard of oz again we've never made it past the first 10 minutes and one of the characters goes, no, I just think in a movie in a modern time, you should use color. Why is it in black and white? I hate that. <laughs> and so the joke is that they never get past the black and white part of the movie before they give up to see all the fucking glorious color. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, I relived that when the sequel by Sam Raimi came out with James Franco because they also opened with like a 10, 15 minute black and white opening. And I had so many people returning DVDs because it was a black and white movie <laughs> and they didn't want no artistic shit. Like, quote, unquote. I fucking love it. I love it. Yep. It's the best. I saw history repeat itself. <laughs> it does. Especially if you, uh, I'm not going to get political. <laughs> I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Hey, buddy, how about if I read some Yahoo questions and we answer them and solve some problems for the people of America? Only if you have a bunch that aren't super political. Good luck. <laughs> I found two, one, one right off the front page. <laughs> so it's good odds. I'm liking the odds. <laughs> it's one out of one, two, three, four, five, six. One out of the first six questions is not political in any way. Ooh. And that question is, Ryan, mm-hmm. it's more of a hypothetical, but what if Batman and Robin was directed by Tim Burton instead of Joel Schumacher? So he would have come back after Joel Schumacher did the third one still? Yes. Tim Burton took back over for Batman and Robin. I w- Everything else is the same. George Clooney. Hmm. Christopher O'Donnell. 
clueless girl. Alicia Silverstone. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Uma, Uma Thurman. Serific. Uma Rific Sakizzle is also Uma Flickle Flickle Flackle, as Sean would say. <laughs> oh, Flickle Flickle. Um, I I don't know, and this is hard. Um, I'm gonna have to really swallow my feelings on Tim Burton for the last 15 years, uh, because maybe I think he could have done something good around this time with that. But then I don't know. This was also what Sleepy Hollow time. That was kind of uh, uh, see. That's weird because I love Sleepy Hollow. I think Sleepy Hollow is a lot of fun. I might have to go back to it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a decade. Maybe, uh, maybe for Brooks-tober we bring up Sleepy Hollow. That's not a bad idea. I would be into that. Yeah, I think. All right, so we've got one movie. Sleepy Hollow done. All right, I'm, I'm telling Brooks <laughs> right now. You keep talking. Uh, but I I don't know. Um, I think he had. A clear vision, uh, and and a vision I think that was definitely more in line with what the the fans wanted, definitely than what Joel Schumacher gave everybody in the other two, which I think now have been on the record as being said like they were done a certain way for toys instead of like any kind of script or vision or whatever. And as much as I can well, knock also, Tim Burton, yeah, he, he has also ramped vision. up. He ramped up the camp as more of a tribute to the Adam West era Batman rather than yeah. the more serious tone that everybody else sort of wanted from Tim Burton. He did what he wanted as opposed to what I think Tim Burton did and what people were expecting and wanting from it. Some would call that subverting expectations. It worked really well for Joel Schumacher, didn't it? it shit. It did. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And this is, I will give you any day 100%. That's what happened with The Last Jedi. I don't think it's necessarily sure, the worst movie. Sure. And this is why I don't hate it. But I also completely understand why people have issue with it and take such great disdain in it is because it, it was definitely, uh, definitely different. <laughs> definitely different. Uh, um, I got another question here for you. Yes, if you're ready for it. I mean, what what are your thoughts? No, right. no, no, no. You didn't you didn't answer. What 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 do I you think? Would, what would happen? Would it be good? I would be more interested in a Tim Burton return Batman and Robin than Joel Schumacher doing it again after Batman Forever. Even though I like Batman Forever. I um, did too when I saw it as a kid. I have not revisited yeah, I really, since. I enjoyed it. It is a lot different tonally mm -hmm. from, and I, I like the Tim Burton both of them. I watched Batman Returns a whole lot as a kid. Um, but yeah, I don't like Batman and Robin, probably because it subverted my expectations, similar to Last Jedi. But I would be more interested in a Tim Bur Burton version, even knowing what Tim Burton does now. Generally, I don't like Tim Burton films, <laughs> uh, but the dude yeah. did still make uh, Big Fish, which is a monumental film. Three, <laughs> two thousand. I know, but three. still, I'll, I'll say the same argument. Ted Nugent is the biggest goddamn douchebag in the entire world, but the dude wrote Stranglehold, and that fucking song is killer. It's like one of, it's mm. like a top ten song. Stranglehold's fucking good. So. Mm. Oh, no, sure. yeah, okay. I would watch a Tim Burton Batman and Robin. I think he would do good. Yeah. 
I think uh, he could have done the camp better than Joel Schumacher, even if that's still the direction the studio wanted to go. Because, I mean, look at, like, Ed Wood and Mars Attacks. Those movies are campy as all fuck. Here's a question. Would it be the same script? Really good. Would it be the exact same script, too? I'm sure he would redo it. I don't know. There's rumors that uh, Tim Burton's coming back to do this Batman thing with Michael Keaton. Have you seen this? What? What? What is this? (laughs) No, I have not seen any of this. You're not. Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise his role as Batman in the uh, the Flash. Flashpoint, I think, is what it's called, right? Oh, okay. I I remember this. I did not know Tim Burton's on board. I think Tim Burton is involved. From I I could be elaborating something I saw like on a Facebook post, but I think Tim Burton is also involved in some way. Mm. Uh, with Michael Keaton being back. That might be, I think, maybe they're talking about a Batman Beyond with Tim Burton and Michael Keaton playing old Batman. Maybe that's what I'm reading. I mean, that's a I would still be into better that. idea, but here, this is, I don't know. That's... <laughs> hmm. I, I think wanna, a lot of people would just be excited to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. I know, but this is... Earlier in the, this episode, you were like, maybe don't pander to your fans. Sure. Same episode. This is this is such a case of pandering, and it's just like, I, I, I hate this. I hate this. Let's bring everybody back from the past to just pander, and I'm tired of this trope. And DC, swear to fucking God, does it so much more hardcore, like in all their TV shows oh, yeah. and, and the movie. Absolutely. Like, they cannot... De- Divorce their fucking past actors. And it kind of... I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. They just did this shit in the Infinite Crisis event on the CW shows. And they brought Kevin Conroy in as Batman to... And ca- Brandon Ralph. Everybody... Pander! Pandering, pandering, pandering. It's all pandering. You know what the <laughs> best comic stories are? Are the ones that don't fucking pander? And honestly, almost conversely to movies in The Last Jedi. I think some of the best ones are the ones that surprise fans and take them, like, give them what they don't expect. Like, the Winter Soldier arc came out of nowhere from Ed Brubaker and did something very drastically with all of those characters involved with that story. And that's why that's a pivotal arc. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, I'm going to turn into Dave from the Cape Podcasters for a minute here. Hawkeye (laughs) has had a brilliant comic run in recent history because they stripped down almost everything about fucking Hawkeye. They've given him like, like all the, uh, sound impairment. Like he's lost his hearing. They, they, they put him into like this weird mentor role with Kate Bishop and like essentially made a whole series arc out of like die hard, but in a, in a shitty New York slum apartment building with Hawkeye as Bruce Willis. And it's great. Like, it's brilliant. And it's not what anybody would have expected or wanted. And it's great. It's good. Vision. Vision had a great arc where it's essentially Breaking Bad. It's a Breaking Bad movie, but with, like, Vision as he's trying to make, like, a clone family and live in the suburbs and have a happy life. Ha- a happy life around them. WandaVision is going to be based on? I'm hoping. I'm hoping they take a lot I mean, it, from that. It's the vibe. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. Ryan, I do have another question for you here, though, buddy. No pandering. Quit this I, pandering cameo shit. I hate this. I get it. I get it. I'm even kind of a little bit upset with the Sam Raimi and the Doctor Strange stuff, and I'm hearing, like, 
Oh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's going to make an appearance. Don't. 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 Keep that shit out. <laughs> don't fucking pander. Stop that. Give me my shit. Or, or um, here you go, put Tobey Maguire in, but as a villain or somebody else. Make him like the chameleon or somebody. That's fine. Do that. Just... Don't a cameo, be Spider-Man. But a, a story serving cameo. Yes, yeah, I got you. That's it. And that's this Tim Burton, Batman, Michael Keaton. That seems way too much. It's like, not only are we giving you Michael Keaton, Batman, but Tim Burton might be involved. Hey! Are your nerd Ryan. nipples erect? Sorry. Ryan, I have a completely separate question. I'm opinionated that will on this. hopefully not be as divisive and controversial and rant-inducing. Ryan, <laughs> I just want to fucking know from Yahoo Questions, would you ever buy a hot dog? Buy a hot dog? Like, I, from a store? That's literally the question. I will go ahead and give it to you further. Say you're at a baseball game slash sporting event and there's a dude walking around selling hot dogs. Ryan, would you buy a hot dog? Yeah. Absolutely. What's yeah. your uh, here? Let me. I let like me hot dogs. Break this down. <laughs> Let's go in because I also like hot dogs. What's your ideal hot dog condiment <sighs> setup? I also, god damn it, are are we for real with this hot dog question? Yeah, because I'm trying to look for other questions that aren't political. So help me fucking pad this out. Because the only other question was, would you buy a goddamn hot dog, Ryan? So fucking throw me a goddamn bone! I can't, because I literally was just on the Cape Podcasters ranting about another podcast who talked about hot dogs for 30 minutes. Shit, I totally... Here's the thing. I'm blackout drunk when we record. I forgot all about Dave and his fucking hot dog rants. I blocked it out, and it was a great memory, and now you fucking brought it up. Uh, We literally just did this, I think, with Dave. That's what it was. It wasn't that. It was on the basketball episode. We literally just talked about fucking hot dogs. It was like it was those goddamn ago. CG wieners. Yeah, those are those are pretty good. Uh, the CG wieners are my favorite condiment. CG on my wieners is my favorite condiment. CG on your wiener. Did we talk about the condiments though when we were recording that one? I can't remember. No, no, we did not because. Again, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a mustard guy. I do the zigzag mustard like that you would see in a cartoon, dude. I'm just trying to fucking literally every. I can't tell you how many times I've seen the fucking word Trump as I scroll through these goddamn questions. I feel like oh, at this point oh, there needs to be like an how alt. did cultural Marxist philosophy come to be called political correctness? Oh, oh my. that's a fucking great one. God, this is absurd. Yahoo is garbage. <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, it's pretty fucking terrible. It's pretty terrible. Oh, here's a good one. Here's one for you, Ryan. Yo. At what point did you lose faith in humanity? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I, (laughs) uh, early? Early on? Yeah. Mine was probably the first time I saw people ranting about respecting the flag while wearing the American flag as a polo shirt. Or a bikini. Or, uh-huh. Yeah. That's when I started to lose it. I was like, oh, everybody's just a hypocritical piece of shit. Okay. That's usually yeah, how it comes comes about. It's when yep. you find out about the hypocrisy. I think that's when it sets in. Man, here's a good one. I have two pretty decent questions on the same page now. Oh, I am surprised here's we the got first there. one. Let's see. Ryan... 
Can I work at Slaughterhouse as a vegan? Why are you a vegan then? That's that's the that's question. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> what, what if you're trying to be vegan, but you also, that's the only work in the area that you can get? God, it's so fucking weird. That's a... Yeah, you can move. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. No. Yeah. I think you got to hitchhike. Maybe be yeah. if you if you are really committed to being the vegan, you got to get out of town yeah. on a bus. Maybe be homeless till you get. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I I don't see how you work unless unless you want to go around and say I'm a vegan and then get prepared to hear people say fuck off. You work in a slaughterhouse. Shut the fuck up immediately. It's true. Uh, people are immediately <laughs> going to discount you and think you're incredibly stupid. And I will too. So. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I don't think it works. There's another one though. Because you're vegan, usually question. by morals or ethics, and I don't yeah. think that would allow. You have some set, yeah. and I, I don't see you selling them out for the bare minimum wage paycheck you get at a slaughterhouse. No, 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 no. You'd think they'd pay people more to end hundreds of lives a day, but I don't know. I'm still gonna eat brisket. <laughs> I'm still gonna eat brisket. <laughs> Ryan, here's another one for you. It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Mm. Uh, is Tom Cruise overrated? Uh, it depends. It depends on what... It depends on what you're saying he's overrated about and what people are saying about Tom Cruise for you to disagree with. Um, is Tom Cruise... There's no... Yeah. One of the last true celebrities? Maybe. Maybe. And I don't think that's overrated. The way he commits to shit... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if you'd say he's the last true celebrity. I think that Tom Cruise is the last true movie star. Movie Although, star. Sorry, movie maybe, star. That's it. That's better. Maybe Brad Pitt, too. Brad Pitt still carries a lot, movie-wise, I feel. What were I the opening that, like, numbers did... for Sad Astra? <laughs> Sad Astra? What were the opening numbers? I don't know. I, don't, I, I honestly don't know, but I feel like Here's I remember thing, hearing I'd that say... movie didn't do well. I... I I don't I'd know. Say Brad they were Pitt. comparable to the Mummy. Boom! Hey, that's a good point. You're right. That's all I'm I saying. I take it back. I take so. it back. Okay. Um, I all right. Let me take away that um, remark of mine. Then very good point, Kyle. I will give their other maybe. Um, and it, it definitely was movie star was the word I was looking for. The last good mm-hmm. movie star. There are others. I do not. I think even if you don't think he's a great actor, which arguably is true, I I think he's fine in Magnolia, which is probably like his go-to performance for like acting. Uh, it's it's fine. He's fine in it, but he's outclassed by almost everybody else in that movie. Um, but I think where you do have to respect him is his producing, his his ability to like actually get in and do shit in the movies, like. Whether it's this weird to, ego yeah. or or daredevil thing, who knows? But like it is He's impressive it. nonetheless, and it is something that we've yeah. not seen since like the time of like Buster Keaton or almost like um or like Charlie Jackie Chaplin, Chan. Jackie like, Chan. Yeah, it is. It's he's one of the last of those kind of people. Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise in the same sentence for the same feat is pretty mind blowing in of itself. Like. Yeah. The man is dedicated. Here's the thing. 
I will watch a movie just because it has Tom Cruise in it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it will make me interested to at least check it out. And yeah. I think that's the status of a movie star. There you go. And that's since I don't think he's overrated. Uh, I got to say, it, I feel he's perfectly rated. I, I'm i not going to Tom Cruise for like in foreign affairs <laughs> advice. I'm going to Tom Cruise to watch a movie and be entertained. And he's pretty fucking good at it. So mm-hmm. I say not overrated. Perfect. But yeah, I agree. 100%. Well well said, Here's Kyle. another question. Uh, pretty good one. And I feel I know your answer to it. But Ryan, <laughs> tea or coffee, your preference? Tea? I figured you're a tea guy. I know that you just don't like coffee <sighs> I don't really like tea much either, but I will have a cup of tea every once in a while. And I would also say you are from the South. Sweet tea is included in that. Oh, if sweet tea is included, then I'll fucking drink sweet tea all day. I mean, it's tea, man. I won't, because that's how you get diabetes real quick. But I do (laughs) love sweet tea. That's hands down Mandy's favorite part about living in North Carolina now. (laughs) The the sweet tea is phenomenal for her. And every fucking place has it. Oh, yeah. They don't distinguish either. If you order tea, it's sweet tea. You're getting sweet tea. Yeah, you have... You have to clarify if you want the non-sweet, for sure. <laughs> oh, here's a, here. All right, somebody's asking for advice. Okay. Which of these name is the coolest slash nicest? Please be honest. All right, and the list of names are. There are six of them. Okay. Jewel. Ruby. Sapphire. Autumn. Summer, Rose, or Crystal? Of those six, which is the nicest slash coolest name? For what? I'm assuming a girl. Okay. Well, a pet, a baby, a child. These are things you've got to think of. Yeah, it doesn't clarify. Okay. It just lists the names. So I'm assuming uh, a girl child. All right, let's say girl child. And again, the names are Jewel ruby sapphire autumn summer rose and crystal so my philosophy uh not having had any kids is when you have a kid you need to think of whatever name you're going to use in the worst way possible and tear that shit down and you got to think how how is it going to be made fun of how is it going to be used sexually how is it going to be used all this shit and and prevent that shit (laughs) I think. Yep. Um, so I would take Jewel out almost immediately as I immediately think of like those those vape cartridges because done. Sure. How okay, many jokes can you go there? Trashy. Gone. Jewel's gone. Um, autumn and summer. Uh, I, feel, I don't know. I think we are ver- veering into kind of a little bit basic territory. I feel like Somebody with the name Autumn or Summer is like any boy with a name that rhymes with Aiden, like a Jaden or a Raiden or a Caden or a Layden or a Faden or whatever. Um, It's just a little basic. Um, So then that leaves what? Quartz, Rose, and Crystal. Jesus Christ. Why should we go with just gemstones? Rose, Quartz, and Crystal. Rose, Quartz, and Crystal. Rose is kind of old lady-ish, but I think maybe that might be making a comeback. Uh, they kind of go in cycles. Quartz and crystal? Quartz. Did, 
does she really want her daughter to be called Quartz? That's out. That's also stupid because then that's a weight measurement potentially. So there are jokes and puns right there. That's a weight measurement? Quart. And you're talking quart. Quartz. And you're, quartz? Quartz is like a crystal. Yeah, quartz is a crystal. Quart. But you can say, oh, about 20 quartz over there. <laughs> or whatever. I don't <laughs> I get know. What you're saying. Okay. It's, it's okay. any kind of measurement you got to take away because that could be something. And also, quartz is like such a fucking weird name. It's like not Courtney, but like then also plural, quartz, quartz. That's stupid. Sure. Um, also, you got to think somebody, again, this is the other part of my philosophy. Somebody has, and this is not my philosophy, I'm taking this from Laura. That name will be called out during sex. So somebody's yeah. going to have to say, oh, quartz. Oh, quartz. That doesn't work. I think for me. I think Rose I is the best like, one. Rose or Crystal. You say Rose. I say uh, Summer. I like Summer. Uh, I know, um, yeah. It, it, it implies a, a flighty aloofness, a casualness, which would appeal to me, I feel. It does. It does. It does. I just, Summer, any kind of Summer or Autumn, a little basic. A little basic. Yeah, it's you're gonna have a lot of summers growing up. Have have fun being like summer number five. five. I'm gonna have five hundred days of summer, and then that's something too. Then the joke is like once the guy's done with her, he's just like, uh, you know what the best part of summer is? There's always another one next year. (laughs) Uh, Let's go watch the Wizard of Oz. Better not be in color. (laughs) All right, Ryan. I got one more question right. for you, and we'll get the hell out of here. I think this is a pretty good one to end on. I just want to know, as well as this random Yahoo questions user wants to know, who was your favorite A-list actor from 1990s era Hollywood? Oh. From what, what, what era Hollywood? The 90s. 90s 1990s. Okay. Sorry. I got stuck it's in the A-list. A-list. Oh. Oh. I feel like I need a list because i feel like there's lead over from the 80s and the the aughts too there yep uh, i'll send you a list that this okay. group has and then i'll tell you mine because mine's on here i like it all right uh but i think for me my favorite actor probably from the 90s is probably going to be denzel washington Ooh, okay now He's, he did a lot interesting that i was into in the 90s mm-hmm Although I think, actually, maybe, I don't know, Training Day, that's 2000, right? It might be 98 or 99. Let's it see. might not It Let's might see. not be quite in the 2000s yet. Oh, it's 2001. Oh, is it? Okay. So it is out. But still. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I like Denzel a whole lot, though. This is an interesting list. Man, yeah. Maybe not, actually. Maybe I will go... From this list that I'm seeing, yeah, I change it. I change it to Tom Hanks. Okay. No, I change it again. Johnny Depp. Johnny fucking Depp. He did a lot of shit in the 90s that I was really into. Yeah. 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 Again, I feel like there's bleed over because there's late 80s were good for Depp too. And also the yep. early aughts. But yeah. Yep. I can see that. I might, with this list, go with, oh, man. 
uh, I'm going to go with Robin Williams. That's a good one to go with. He did a lot of good stuff in the 90s, too. Yeah. And I, Mrs. Honestly, Doubtfire, I think you had best. Aladdin. Yeah. 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 I, I again, but again, Gully, The Last Rainforest. The the late 80s were also really strong for him, too. So that's like... Oh, yeah. I don't know good if the 90s Vietnam. were his, like, wind down. I've made it, so now I can just do whatever I want times. <laughs> he also did do uh, What Dreams May Come in the 90s, and that was... Oof. How dare you? <laughs> Thanks, How dare Micah. you bring that Thanks. up? Thanks so fucking much for that one. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Hating that. Goodwill Hunting was ninety seven. Goodwill Hunting. De- that makes up uh, for it. Okay. See, this is what I thought. Dead Poet Society eighty nine, just on the verge. Yep, I knew it was right there. Yeah, I knew it was right there. Yeah. And Good Morning Vietnam is like eighty seven. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Oh man. Some it's like I'm really good at Bird Cage. trivia game for some reason. Bird Cage. Bird Cage, 93. Yeah. 93? Bird Cage was, was good. Was it 93? Uh, it was 96. Oh! 96 shit. later, oh, yeah. That felt like it came out much earlier. Nathan Lane, too. Man. All right. But then there's also, and I'm not reading it, but like Hook, Patch Adams, Bicentennial Man. Some garbage. Yeah. Yeah. There's some garbage. Yeah. But as we've established many times, every creative person has garbage in their backlog. I think as long as you can safely say you're still the best part of that garbage and you're you're giving it your all, you're fine. And at least Robin Williams always did that. So I, I that's yeah, why I can sure. respect that choice still. I, I'll back up my choice. I'll, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't question yeah, it. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think 90% of the reason people listen to this dumpster fire is for you. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true that's not true otherwise everybody be listening to letter kenny like months before they did that's true that's true sorry about that buddy that's fine i know what it is <laughs> i've made peace with it <laughs> kyle's decrees of what people watch uh kyle decrees you go back and watch raising hope on hulu because that show's pretty fucking good it works really well. It's got some good characters. It's made by the same people that did My Name Is Earl. So if you like that, oh, okay. you like Raising Hope. I got a lot of really enjoyed too. My Name Is Earl. So it takes place is... in the same universe. So oh, weird. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Jason Lee makes a couple cameos, not as Earl. Uh. But it's good. Randy is a couple. Uh, Crabman is. Uh, he's in a lot of the episodes. You should watch Raising Hope, man. All right. You've sold me on the My Name is Earl connection alone. Yeah, it's the same guy, Greg something. I forget. Uh, He's one of my favorites, Greg. (laughs) Greg, you know Greg. You know Greg. Greg. I got to shut the fuck up now, though. Um, Other than that, yeah, we're going to both shut the fuck up. I don't know know how to end the show. I'm flailing. No, I do know how to end it. You should watch both of us on our respective Twitch shows every week. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter to know when we go live. My show is TRL. Ryan's is Champer Chump. You can participate in both. They both thrive on audience interaction, and we need you there. So true. hit us the fuck up. Come hang out with us. It's the year of Twitch, everybody. We're growing. Like Our Twitch owners. is growing. <laughs>
Uh, other than that, also hit us up on Patreon where we talk about King of the Hill once a week-ish. We're about to go talk about it now after we record this episode. So check them out. And, you know, just hang out with us because we like you guys. Um, for whatever reason. I got nothing else to say. I love potpourri episodes. What is our next episode about? I don't know. Should we pick? <clears throat> nah. Mystery for the... Okay. Let's, we'll pick off air. That's fine. But don't share it with these people. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking puds. Puds. <laughs> puds. Is that the middle rung? Puds? Champ chump, champ chump sure. or pud? Puds. I, I mean, if you want to go with it, I'm down with calling the middle people puds. Is puds offensive and I don't know it's offensive and I'm agreeing to something Pud horrible? Means like it's, I think it's like, the way I've always classified it, it's like a soft penis. Oh my pud. god, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like okay. great. Yeah, no, I mean, we're not... just essentially calling a bunch of flaccid meats. <laughs> Right, which okay. makes sense for middle ground. Flaccid meat. Like, it's okay. I don't think flaccid meat is okay median. I think flaccid well, meat's think clearly so. the bottom. You're, no, That's the no. chump. A All chump right, is so, the flaccid meat. <laughs> exactly. Like, But if, you, if you're trying to get a champ like hard meat and you're getting chump flaccid meat, yes. But I would argue that on a day-to-day basis, our average... <laughs> is a pud state i'm not walking around with a boner i'm generally pretty flaccid when i'm being average so a pud would be middle ground in my argument i see i see and then the chump is trying to get to the boner but then it going horribly awry sure yeah okay yeah exactly okay it's erectile dysfunction which no real man would ever have in his life What a way to Check end. out our sponsor Boom. for this week's episode, Blue Chew. Blue Chew, when you need to get a boner and you don't want to take a pill, you take Blue Chew. <laughs> oh, I, man. Oh, man. I'm going to have such bad ED when I'm old. Just karma, right? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. For sure. And I've also probably, I probably broke it. <laughs> It's broken. <laughs> I've overused it. It's not worked right in years. It's a calloused, it's a calloused hump of like an engorged tick. It's just a weeping callus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, an, it's an open sore. That's the description of my penis. The open an parts open of the penis. festering wound. <laughs> it's just... Constantly festering. Uh, I use I use feminine hygiene pads in my underwear. <laughs> what is happening at the end of this episode? I don't know. We this is go. gonna be a great singer or whatever. I know. This is oh, it's it's great. Wow, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for enjoying this pot pourri. We'll talk to you next time.
Adios.